to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Cinenauts! Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. This is Catcher. And welcome to another episode of Cinenauts Exploring the Criterion. This week we are continuing our exploration of Richard Linklater's Dazed and Confused with Catcher's Pick, the 2012 classic (laughs) movie (laughs) film, Uh, Project X. A bold decision made by our dear friend Catcher. How are you feeling about the pick? Be bold. Right, right now, I kind of feel like Anne Hathaway in Interstellar, where like <laughs> I've I've made us go to that water planet, and now we've we've <laughs> making this decision based on foolhardy and incorrect, you know. And I've just aged us all mm-hmm. a little more. This little maneuver is going to yeah. cost it's us gonna, nine exactly. years. Exactly, it just cost us a little bit of our lifespan, and I'm just. I'm glad to have made a mark, but I'm not sure look how good this is going to be. Look at Catcher trying to soften the blow with, with an interstellar reference. That's right. It's I, working. We're it, not is mad. Is it working? Is it working? It's working. That's <laughs> perfect. That's all I need. Um, but before we get to discussing Project X uh, and its relevance to Days and Confused, which I actually think there are a good mm-hmm. amount, to, to be fair, um, let's catch up. What have y'all been doing this week? Watching anything fun, exciting? Mm, yes. I mean, I did. Yeah, go. Primal Fear. It's a movie. It's like from the mid-90s. It's like one of these mm-hmm. mid-90s uh, like lawyer dra- like dramas, like mid-budget. Yes. Uh, a lawyer drama, and it's called Primal, Primal Fear. Primal Fears with Richard Gere. <laughs> Richard yeah. Gere. Richard Gere is our main character. Laura Linney. Is the mm. opposite lawyer who used to mm. work under him. They have a romantic connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, work under him, eh? That's right. Okay, See? keep going. Okay. Um, nice. So, <laughs> so there's a murder. It's I think it's set in Boston or no Chicago. Chicago. Uh, there's a a bishop that's mur- brutally murdered, mm. um, stabbed to death, and stuff engraved on him. And uh, found running from the scene is a a young Edward Norton. And uh, he claims innocence. And Richard Gere is like one of these fancy lawyers who'll do anything for a cover of a magazine kind of vibe. And he's Mm -hmm. like, that's it. That's my next case. Like high profile, pro bono, let's do this. And um, he really ends up believing that he didn't do it. And he's trying to figure out who did. Is this the prequel to Chicago? (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> Richard Gere plays the same character. Yes, really. Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. Based on what you're describing, yeah. yeah. Based on what you're describing. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so yeah, it's good. Like, it's a solid, good time. Um, the the nice. lawyerly lawyerly stuff, the legal stuff mm. feels like well, legal. Yeah, le- yeah. I know words. Lawyerly. Lawyerly. Um, feels like well integrated and it feels a little uh-huh. like authentic I guess sometimes you can get a sense from like lawyer movies where they're just like saying random ass shit like you know that's not how a court operates this kind of feels more in tune with what mm. might actually be going on 
and they use mm. that effectively like for dramatic purposes. Nice. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, I played this game called Jet the Far Shore, which mm-hmm. is from the same guy who did this iPad game years ago called Sword and Sorcery, which was awesome. It was like a really interesting like pixel art uh, side-scrolling game with amazing music. Um, so I tried it out, and this game is not great. Oh. Right. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's like it has a lot of really cool ideas, but there's just like some some design flaws that make it really difficult mm. to play and that sucks so <laughs> um you i want to like love it more because i love him and just his whole way about thinking about life but just it there's some stuff in it that just make it really hard mm. um okay. yeah nice. yeah that's pretty much it oh screen drafts it's a podcast i've talked mm, about on podcast. here yeah yeah they're doing a um a mega list all of james bond movies breaking it up into oh, wow. two episodes and the first episode is the first half, 26 movies, and it's the best. It's like the epitome mm-hmm. of what Screen Drafts is. It's all these people trying to build the list of the best things ever. And James Bond, it's all over the board, man. Some people like early ones. Some people like late ones. Some of them like them campy. Yeah. Some of them like them serious. And it's just them fighting back and forth to see like how like to build this list. And it's really funny. Boom. So at the beginning of the year... Um, after we had started this podcast, mm-hmm. I was like super stoked. I got letterbox, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch like at least 365 movies this year. Like that's a daunting yeah. task. Yeah. But it didn't, it was like a pandemic winter. It didn't seem like sure. it at that time. I was like ahead of schedule and then summer just came to a screeching halt and I like basically just didn't watch movies this summer. Right. Like we mm-hmm. were on a hiatus. I was outside. So I'm sitting at. Two, currently sitting at 288 movies. So that I think is wow. like 77 to go. So I've just, yeah, wow. I'm just, and, and, and the winter months are coming back in. So I'm just trying to power through it. So I've just been like watching movies like a motherfucker. Are um, you counting rewatches or are you doing 288 new no, movies? I, that's I'm, even... No, no, no. I'm counting rewatches for okay. sure. Okay. <laughs> and if anybody has anything to say about that, they can fight me because some of these things are like, things I haven't seen in years. So it's yeah, like watching no, it for the- I, I yeah. rewatch movies all the time. Exactly. I actually, so I did two essential rewatches this week Ooh, um, right. in addition to Project X. Holy shit. But um, <laughs> I did, <laughs> I, I rewatched Pirates of the Caribbean, which I- Saw that. Have, like, I haven't watched it in years. When it first came out, I think I was like 11. Parley. Yeah, I was like 11. My sister got me the VHS for Christmas and I proceeded to watch the movie every day Mm. after Christmas for about three months. Absolutely obsessed. Uh, Did a rewatch and was kind of disappointed, uh, which which I wasn't expecting. Um, I just felt it to be kind of boring. And I was like, I don't know if this is because I can recite it word for word. And like, maybe the subject matter just like isn't appealing to me anymore. Like Orlando Bloom just isn't looking as good as he used to, like to <laughs> my like 11 year old, like starry eyes or whatever. But yeah, so that was like a little bit of a snoozy one for me. And it's then, so long. The movie's like eight hours long. It's so long and I'm just like, yeah. what is even happening? And it could have been an hour and a half. And my I, thing 
I, I haven't watched movie in forever. I, I'm not a fan of the, the franchise really. Um, mm-hmm. But like the first movie, they go to that damn cave like four times. That, they go to the and, cave so many times. Yeah, it's like they could have cut one of those journeys and shaved off a lot of time because they repeat kind of like the same scenario, just like slightly different a handful of times. Yeah. That always like, bothered me about that movie. Get in a situation, then Jack Sparrow has to be kooky and like figure out how to get out of the situation. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. It's also yeah. just like, I don't know, the idea of like, British settlers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is kind of racist. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, so did that. Then I rewatched Enemy of the State. Mm, okay, us. which is another movie I was oddly obsessed with as a kid because Will Smith was like mm-hmm. my hero, like my childhood hero. So I was mm-hmm. watching this movie at like 10, 11. Okay, mm-hmm. and did a rewatch first time in like millions and millions of years. Also a long ass movie freaking mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm, i was like mm-hmm. this is like one of the best performances of will smith i've ever seen gene hackman at his best just being a grumpy ass like conspiracy motherfucker it almost feels like a continuation of the conversation like there's literal scenes that are like pretty much frame for frame from that film which is pretty funny because gene hackman was in it and like mm-hmm. the space where he kind of hides out in you know, to do all his like hacker stuff kind of reminds me of like where he hung out in that film as well. And just that like pre-millennium like paranoia that was like widespread sure. and like cell phones and the internet was a thing. And I and I remember that. Like I remember my mom filling up like buckets of water before like Y2K because we thought the world was gonna end. And like that film just kind of like made me remember that. Um the action's amazing. Lisa Bonet's amazing. Uh, Regina King's in it. Like, I was mm. like, this movie's amazing. I want to watch it every day. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I did this week. Just nice. rewatched some old some old classics from the Tony 90s. Tony Scott, the director of, uh, mm. of uh, Enemy of the State, he has such a good list of movies. Like, Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yes. Days of, Days of Thunder, Days of True <laughs> Romance, Enemy of the State, Man on Fire, Unstoppable. Mm. I mean, yeah. And there's others in there, but those like so many good movies. He's great. Yeah, such a good. Big yeah, movies. great time um, with that. You you mentioned Boom in your review that it was like sort of like a mid '90s. What at like I can't remember the specifics of what you said. It was like a mid '90s action movie or something. In your review of that mm. movie, and I feel like the mm-hmm. mid '90s had this like. A, I mean, obviously, but like had this just great, like mid-budget dramas, you know, that just let mm, actors mm. be actors, you know, yeah. and it's like the plot is so secondary to what's happening. It's just like, how can we get these characters <laughs> in dramatic situations for great moments of acting? Um, 100%. That, like, that we just don't really get as often or in that kind of way, again, like where they're just very frivolous, like easy to digest they're not you're not working mm-hmm. too hard but you're yes. having like a nice sit it's like fun and that's what primal fear that's what i think tickled me about it when i watched it, it was like for that same reason kind of yeah mm. i f- i feel for those movies or like kind of sorry like crave those movies sometimes right because like mm. we grew up on them and they just don't make them like that anymore so they literally don't no, they, do they literally don't yeah like on my end let's see uh i watched Last Night in Soho. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, okay, uh, okay. 
which is uh, the new Edgar Wright film with uh, my queen, Anya Taylor-Joy, Thomas and McKenzie and Matt Smith. When I was watching this movie, people like love, like, like think Matt Smith is like a heartthrob. He's such a goofy looking dude. Maybe it's because I didn't watch, I don't watch Doctor Who. So I don't, I don't see it there. But when I was watching, I'm like, oh. this guy is like the heartthrob of this movie or not heartthrob, but this guy is like the <laughs> like lady guy. In this movie. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, Agree with you, not, not very good. I mm. am a big Edgar Wright no, fan. Me too. I obviously love and Taylor joy. I've liked Th Thomas and McKenzie. She's amazing in Jojo rabbit. She's pretty good and old. Uh, not a great movie, honestly. Like, there's like for the conceit or like twist, I like almost started laughing. I was like, really? Like this is actually like how this is going to go. I thought it was super silly. Um, yeah. Uh, not for me. I also think Thompson McKenzie is like, she's not a good like horror movie actor. Mm. Like she's not very good at crying and screaming or running. <laughs> so it doesn't really work. Yeah, the three things you need for like a horror movie, she's like not very good at any of them. Um, but she's just amazing like, in Jojo Rabbit. But in this is like just didn't work. Uh, something about it, you know. I don't know. So it she, wasn't very good. I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> she's not very good at crying or screaming or running. That's amazing. Well, okay. The matter-of-fact way in which she like, said that. There's like dramatic crazy. crying, which she is good at. Yeah. But and then there's like horror movie crying, and I think it didn't really work for me. Totally. Um, yeah, so yeah, uh, wasn't for me. Disappointed. Uh, but then I watched Belfast, Ooh. which is uh, Kenneth Branagh, his new film uh, starring uh, Katrina Balf and Jamie Dornan. Mm -hmm. um, also, uh, Kiernan Hines. I don't know it's Irish. I'm saying that wrong, I'm sure. Nailed And this kid, Jude Hill. It's like loosely about um, Kenneth Branagh's life. Uh, growing up as a kid in Belfast in Ireland and during the Troubles, which was like the cool. Northern Ireland and, and I think Republic of Ireland or, or Ireland uh, sort of civil war. Uh, mm -hmm. Pardon me, I, I like don't know the exact terminology there. And it, preface, I'm like a, I really like Kenneth Branagh, like a lot of his stuff. And so I really, really liked it. Like I, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I imagine there's gonna be a couple Academy Awards headed that way. Nice. Um it was so good. Like it reminded me of Roma because it's, I mean, black and white um, period piece. And like, it takes place during civil unrest, but it's about a family's life during this unrest. Um, so like concept wise, it is like stylistically, it's, it's very different, but um, I don't watch Outlander uh, and I haven't seen 50 shades of gray, but Katrina Balfe and Jamie Dornan were like were amazing. They had such good chemistry. Mm. Um, yeah, it was really good. I recommend people watch it when it comes out. Um, you know, it's a little like Kenneth Branagh is very like um, indulgent in his movies. And this is there are definitely moments of like overindulgence in this movie. Uh, there's one scene where I was like, OK, that's like a little too much for me. But overall, like I thought it was like a really beautiful, beautiful movie. Nice. And like but like I think the reason I liked it so much is because as I was watching it, it was like the first new movie I've seen where I felt like. I watched it differently because I am now a father. Like I, I found myself asking questions being like, Oh, what would I do in this scenario? Like as a parent or like, I couldn't imagine, you know, my daughter going through this sort of stuff. 
Um, so I think there, I like there might be a little slant there, but overall, I I really really think it, it was it was a, an amazing movie, and I recommend people watch it when uh, when it releases wide. I think in a couple of weeks. I think that's um, awesome. Yeah, it was good. It's Belfast, it's called. Yeah, Belfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, boom! You and I both watched. We did the harder they fall. Catcher, you better uh, catch up. Catcher, you better <laughs> catch up. I, I actually started watching it. Last okay. night, okay. and I I was gonna watch the rest of it when I got home tonight, but some other stuff happened, and I there's an hour left. Excuses? Oh, okay. So we will hold conversation then. We'll okay, hold yeah. it till next week. If, I didn't if, think if you want to talk, if you want to talk, I I only watch it to try and join in. But like, if you guys watch it, feel free to no, talk. Okay. No, 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 We've no, had no. plenty of chat, and I'm excited. Yeah. I'd be kind of excited to talk about it, like all three of us. And I've yeah. also. Okay. Start. I also like when I because I watched it before t- the both of you, so I like wrote down my predictions of like oh, yeah. where <laughs> I thought you would land with it, like star ratings wise. So oh, I'm cool, one for okay. two. I was like spot on with Ian. So wow. I, okay. I wonder if I'll like wow. get. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. yeah. I know a fair fair amount of people we know have watched it too, so maybe we can get some. Uh, emails or comments oh, yeah, from people yeah, there. Send that yeah. in. Send it out to pod at gmail.com. All right, so uh, like I said earlier, last week we started our exploration of uh, Dazed and Confused with our dear friend, guest Dale underscore A of Bat and Spider. Uh, I kind of kicked off our selection of movies all based loosely around um, you know, group hangs or, or things told in one day, which in this case Project, also, Project X also is. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming of age, high school, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and so Catcher's pick was Project X, which uh, before we go in our time machines, Project X is, uh, it's about three high school seniors. It's a found footage movie like Blair Witch Project or Paranormal Activity, et cetera. And they just want to throw one of their friends a birthday party and throw the best party of the year, of all time, actually, not even of the year, of all time in uh, Pasadena. <laughs> is it Pasadena, which is um, kind of outside of L.A.? And it is something else. So, Catcher, please take us away. Okay. Um, Let's get, uh, I guess we'll get in our time machines. And we'll go back to sometime in 2010, maybe. Uh, Wikipedia is not clear on this. Um, But basically. We're diving deep. Deep. Um, (laughs) But we're at a production, we're in a production meeting. And. Uh, there is an executive, is a producer from Silver Pictures, and Todd Hank, uh, Todd Phillips. Mm-hmm. We all know Todd. Unfortunately, he's made such comedic gems as Road Trip, Old School, all those Hangover movies, and everyone's favorite movie, Joker. Hey, old School is still a, a amazing movie, but I do, I, yes. I did feel I did feel bad about. Including it in the list, I was clearly poking fun because it is good, but yeah. I just, you yes. know, okay. Um, so basically, they're in this meeting, and the producer from um, Silver Pictures basically comes up with this prompt, this idea, like the story of the greatest party ever. And Todd Phillips and a bunch of other dudes, including the two writers of the film, are in this room, and they're just pitching stories about stuff they'd heard, stuff they'd experienced. And these two writers go in and one night basically create the outline for this movie. And the whole, which is so evident uh, when you watch it. Um, And so they, 
the sort of background idea or experiment is they want to make sort of a low budget movie, but they want to try and make it as big as possible. Um, so they shoot the movie over 25 nights on a set in Los Angeles. And for all intents and purposes, this it's a party. Like mm-hmm. between the hours of 5 p.m. and 5 p.m., they're shooting. There's music playing even when the scenes are not happening. They're trying to keep all the extras like vibing and hanging out even they'll even they're shooting sequences while stuff is going on they're giving people cameras to film iphones to film Mm -hmm. extra footage in and uh um basically they take all of this footage and start piecing it together to create this crazy party uh the craziest party ever put on by human beings in the history of parties so much so that they will go on to influence a whole number of project letter parties throughout the world um, in its wake. This is a this is a terrible movie that did terrible <laughs> things to the world. Um, and really, what we should have done is watch Superbad. Probably is what we should. And we and if we had watched Superbad, because we had talked about it, we yeah. in the background. Just normally mm-hmm. we don't ever talk about our picks, but this week Ian brought up the idea that he might pick super bad, and like I said before, I made the. Cho- I was like, no, I'm gonna go. I pro- we gotta watch Project X. I really pushed <laughs> for it. This is my interstellar. Yeah, my interstellar thing from before. We're going to this planet no matter what, and mm-hmm. then because I had watched it recently, and. I was like, God, this is this was so much fun to watch. I had such a, it was such a jam. Mm. Was, all the characters kind of around are so fun. Anyways, point being, I if we had picked Super Bad, I think we would have had a more classical Synonauts conversation. But mm-hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion that we may not have that kind of thing. So instead, I'm going to fun off with start this know. off. You never know. But I yeah, thought don't we might, sell your don't sell it short. Come yeah. on. Come I just on. mean I want let, let's have fun with it. I yeah. think this is a movie we should have fun with. So I'm, <laughs> I want to start instead of like a, a sort of like deep intellectual question to start the evening. I'm just going to ask. Can, let's all give our our highlight favorite sort of house party moments from our our <laughs> lives past and just see. Give it. Let, let's get an insight into the partying like, lives of put, our fellow. Like, do we need ground rules on this? Like, are we? Is what, there whatever you feel comfortable talking yeah. about? Like we all have jobs uh, now, so like maybe right. we just... of course, of course. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to out anyone. You don't have uh-huh. to dox anyone or yourself. Sure. Just whatever feels com- comfortable for you. So, I. It's funny when I when I was watching this movie, I actually about like these kids. They were losers. Uh, there was that really actually hilarious scene where the the dad, the mom, was concerned about um, Thomas's party and. The dad was like, honestly, like he's a loser. Like, what's gonna happen? Which I no, thought was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I knew people in high school. They like senior year. Uh, I, I guess his parents like like really didn't care like that much about like having house parties. Like probably just like better to do it if I'm home or whatever. And he was like kind of like not popular, and people weren't that friends with him. But like everyone started like finding about about these parties. And one time it got so out of hand that like the guy and like his close friends like started walking around like bats trying to get people to leave. Like not like actively swinging at people, but being like, like <gasps> this has to clear out now. Amazing. Like, and like several like cop cars came. Uh, <laughs> someone I know who was like running away, like hit 
uh, ran into a car and like broke like a part of his tooth. Like it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Oh uh, my God. So that was, so that was a pretty wild one. That was the when when you proposed that earlier, that that's the one I thought of immediately. Cause that's, that's stri- yeah. this is strictly high school. If I go yeah. into college, it can be a lot more insane, but right. I think it, it has to stick in high school to be within the same sort of grounds and rules as, as mm. Project X. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> boom. Boom. Any, Maybe you don't have any stories you can share, and that's also fine. No, I. <laughs> I was a nerdy kid in high Bitch, school, so my story stories. is not that dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually didn't like party that much when I was in high school, um, which is kind of funny to think about. Then, but as soon as I got out of high school, then I started partying like mm. a motherfucker. But I got <laughs> this, so it was like this job that I was working, it was like a burrito place. And and we worked late night serving burritos to drunk people who would come in after the bars closed down. I think I was like 18 when I started working there. Um, And it was the holiday Christmas party. And of the burrito place or a company came in of the burrito place. Okay. Got it. it. So it was like, our boss was like throwing us a Christmas party. This is like the, this is like one of the first like successful burrito places in Toronto. So he's obviously like blown up the business, like the market. He's yeah, exactly. So we go to this like fancy party at his parents, like house. That's like catered. Um, like catered. (laughs) There's like wait staff. It's like ridiculous. But then we obviously decided because we're a bunch of like people in our like late teens, early twenties. So our boss, was like, we're going to have an after party. And we're like, sweet. So the after party was at one of the girls I worked with, uh, her house, which is like on a residential street, lands down, catcher knows what that is. Nobody else mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was about 20 of us. Our boss had ordered, I think like three kegs Holy and shit. at um, <laughs> three kegs and then at his parents' house party, he just kept on walking around. He was like, got three kegs. He's like, but there's only 20 of us. That's that's like 17 two fours. We got to drink 17 two fours tonight. And we were like, oh, yeah. Shit. And okay, so we go, whoa, go to this house party. Then the produce guy shows up, right? And he has a bag of mushrooms and he then just starts. <laughs> yes, yes. So everybody's just like drinking all this beer and then like literally people are like passing around these mushrooms, like a bag of chips and we're like, cool, cool, cool. And then it's a residential street. So obviously the cops get called. Um, and at this point, everybody's just absolutely wasted. And one of the guys who the boss like, and him told everybody that he, they were like cousins, but they weren't. It was like really weird. Um, was hammered and the cops came in and then he punched the cop in the oh. face for no reason. Oh, no. It was no, insane. No, no. Yeah. No. And then everybody just started to scatter and it, like all these like sh- all these like sirens started happening. It was nuts. And like. There's just there's also a bunch of side stories, like things going on as well, like people who had crushes sure. on people. There was like one guy that we thought, like me and my friend thought was like a mind reader. Like if there was <laughs> if like you were gonna make a party like movie, like a night in the life of like a party movie about my life, it would be this night. And nice. then 
I walk out onto the street. I'm like a pretty drunk, a little bit high. And I'm like looking around and I counted and it's just chaos. I look over and my boss is like getting arrested and like kicking and screaming. (laughs) And then I like, and I'm like looking and there's like an ambulance. There's a fire truck. There's like 17 cop cars. I was like, what the hell? I like run over. My buddy was just like surrounded by cops, just like bawling his eyes out. It was absolutely insane. It was insane. And that's, uh, you should have closed out this segment. That's, yeah. You should have said that. <laughs> that last. was very good. That was yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was just the whole plot of Project X. You just did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so great. That's the best. Yeah. Uh, also, Kendrick. I was like so good at hiding. Like I was just like I was behind the stairs, you- but I could like see. <laughs> like I saw the p- cop get punched, but I was like in the like. <laughs> Entrance you of think, the basement. You think you were good at hiding, but like if you if you're like able to third person view it, like the cops yeah. are like, hey, why is that girl like hiding behind a bag of chips? Yes. Like you're standing yes. in the middle of the room and you're just holding a bag of chips in front of your face and you're like, oh my god, no one can see. <laughs> That's actually what happened. Yes, I hate to break true. it to you. But the, sur- the surrounding circumstances lead me to believe that you were actually hiding behind a bag of chips and That's not true. behind stairs, but it's fine. We'll oh, leave you with your oh. memories. That's, thank you so much. Glorious. This is the perspective I needed. So oh, thank God. you for that. That's glorious. That's glorious. Uh, um, okay. Um, so I, I had a house party once. Only once. So you had you hosted it specifically? We hosted it. I mean, I had some like little here or there, but sure. not, not like big things. Ragers, uh, right. Right. Uh, my parents went away. I think maybe on like a cruise. Hi, mom, dad. They don't know the story. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> We're going to so, get a good email. Synonotspod at gmail.com. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my brother was in high school. Uh, we didn't go to high, We weren't in high school at the same time. So this is like a year or two after maybe. So it was like sort of like two part. We just all of our friend groups pushed together to make one big night. Mm-hmm. And like the night itself was like, Pretty standard drinking affair. At one point, my one friend did, like, stop everyone at the party to make him do, like, a beer funnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beer bong. Did, yeah, yeah. did the beer bong and then immediately threw up. Like, <laughs> immediately. Like, he did it. Everyone watched. He then had to get up. Craig, and then, get it together. Yeah. Exactly. That's so embarrassing because like yeah. you circled the party around you for this like failure. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. So you got to do some uh, test runs to fuck. Okay, yeah. ex- exactly. And he's like not one of those kind. He wasn't like one of those kinds of guys. So it's like for him to even stop it, and you're like, what? And then it was like it ended exactly how you thought it would end <laughs> when he stopped everyone. Um. So anyway, so the rest of the night goes off reasonably like without a hitch. Um, the next morning I wake up and it's like, there's people sleeping on coffee tables. Like there's people sleeping on, oh my ca- God. Like, there's just people sleeping everywhere. There, there's like a surface to sleep on. Like there's a body somewhere. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> so everyone's kind of like hung over. And, uh, my, at the time the kitchen was like in the front of the house. Mm. Um, and it was like this big round table and like with glass on it. And in the morning it was just like. You know, like weed everywhere, empty beer bottles, empty liquor bottles everywhere. And my girlfriend at the time, she worked at Pizza Pizza Hut. Nice. So she had come over after work and brought like pizzas, 20 pizzas probably. Yeah. A lot of stuffed crust pizzas. Exactly. Right. So like 1030 a.m. sometime around then, 
just early enough to be annoying. I get a knock at the door, and who is it? But it's my grandma. My grandparents are there, and they're like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Oh, hi." And then you know, like rightfully, you'd like normally you'd invite them in, you'd sit sure. down, maybe they'd have coffee. I immediately like stood in front of the pizza boxes, like <laughs> slid my my way out the door, closed it behind me. I was like, "Hey, how are you guys doing?" And then they were there for probably ten minutes. And then left. And then that was it. And I went back in. I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Like, they didn't push to get into the house. Because it was like a disaster. It was like the morning after a party, like a rager. It was, it was crazy. So, yeah. And I didn't hear anything about it from my parents. So I assumed that we got away with it. But Until now. Yeah. I guess Until we'll we find out. Until we get that email saying we, we knew. Yeah, I'll oh ask Nona. See what she, if she remembers that. That, that is time. very good. Yeah. Great stories all around. Uh, if you're listening <laughs> and you have a good story to tell us, please send us an email. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, and let us know. So, Project <laughs> X, my thoughts. That's right. Yes. Sorry. There's like really no transition out of that. But It wasn't like, okay, so I didn't think it was like completely terrible. I was actually like pretty interested in how this movie like was accomplished. It's, Be- it's cool, I think. Because I think there are, yeah, it is cool. Like there's a lot of like little things that... Um, like very quickly, uh, they're just like little things along the way that I noticed. I'm like, okay, like they they like thought this through, you know? They they thought about the movie. Like um, for the opening scene where they're kind of going through the house, you know, uh, Thomas's dad who a kicks a dog, so like maybe like fuck him, but <laughs> yeah, you know, him. he yeah. he goes through and he establishes basically everything that makes like. Saying, don't do this, don't take this out, don't do this card, don't do this. Setting up all these things to be like, here are the plot points that I have to watch out for because all of this is getting fucked like, by mm-hmm. the end of the movie. Like None of this exactly. is going to survive the end of the movie. So they do that, which I thought was very clever. Um, uh, the Dax, the cameraman, they just like set that up right away and like you, that, that's just it. They just say, who's he? He's our friend. I didn't know you have any goth friends, which I thought was a very funny line. The, the best line. And yeah. they just say, yeah, we're just going to film like the sort of like slice of life thing. And then that's it. Like they just explain like why it's being filmed and it works. Like, to- it works totally it. fine. It w- works for me. Yeah. Um, so there are like a lot of moments like that that I thought were very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like to sort of get you into the movie. And then um, like the, the, the party sequence itself, I thought was like actually pretty insane. Like I had heard that this movie, you know, is like, oh, it's like about the craziest party ever. And I'm like, okay, but how crazy? And (laughs) they go pretty crazy. (laughs) It gets pretty insane. Had you you never seen this before, Ian? No, I'd never seen this. No, I just heard this was the shit movie that came out and like never watch it. Mm. Uh, It it was not as bad as as I thought. Uh, Another thing that I kept looking out for was like a movie like this, I kind of thought like there's going to be a slew of actors who were like, were not actors, like not famous at the time, but it was only miles, uh, teller, which I thought was surprising. The Um, only one they, they purposely wanted to have like no name people because they wanted it to feel authentic. They even had put together like a whole website that anyone over the age of 18 could just apply for. And they tried to find as many random people as possible. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so th- those are my my overall high level pros. I'll go to my cons later, but uh, Boone, you want to go? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I agree with you, honestly. Like, it's a well executed vision. 
Um, <laughs> for sure. Like it's a su- success in that, yeah. in that like regard, of course. I saw this film when it came out in theaters in 2012. Mm. And you like, we were just talking, like those were my party years. And I loved this movie when it came out. Like I went to see this with my friend Jojo in theaters and we like had like two bottles of wine and like it felt watching this movie in theaters, like felt like I was at a party. Like it was amazing. Like we were like dancing. The theater was super hype. Like it was all the music that we were listening to. Right. Like it was, it was really cool. So I was actually, when Catcher picked this film, I was stoked to jump back into it. I was like, I actually haven't seen it since that time I saw it in theaters. Like, let's do this. And then I watched it and it legit sent me spiraling into like an existential crisis (laughs) (laughs) because I hated everything about it. (laughs) Yes, so good. And I was like, my goodness, like when did I become this like old, boring person, right? Right. (laughs) But I was just like, um, it is cool. Like there are things about it that that are cool. Like the, the like live footage kind of thing is awesome. Even though like some of it be looking like a virgin mobile commercial for real. (laughs) Um, that is deadly accurate. That it's is like deadly it's accurate. It's the aesthetic, like all yes. of like the like the takeaway shots where it's just like people dancing mm-hmm. and like with like the kind of like light just on them and like all of that yeah. and they're just like right with like the, the flashlight around yeah. them. Right. I expected them to be like low phone plans for your lifestyle, and I was like. <laughs> 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 that just hits so real for me. That was amazing. But it was like it, it it is what it is. I just like couldn't allow myself to have that much fun with it this time around. I just like felt the characters were so obnoxious. Like for all the reasons I like when I watched The Hangover recently, I hated it. I mean, it's such a time capsule for 2012, like which was such a specific time, such a specific kind of humor that I think was like honestly detrimental to, to society. Like nothing was funny, you know, but I would have been like deep belly laughing in 2012. So sure, it's just, yes. it's kind of interesting to like look at it from that perspective. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Ketra brought up earlier that I wanted that I was considering doing super bad um, for our picture. Cause I, I do think it's a highly relevant and like a conversation we sort of were having amongst ourselves is like, yeah, Obviously, super bad, which I will say holds up 100%. Mm-hmm. I think super bad is super well written and is like a tremendously accurate like depiction of boys at that age at, for yeah. that time. And so we we're saying, but you know, if we covered it, and I think the same thing can go for this in a lot of the ways, like, um, you know, there's a lot of F bombs dropped in here yeah. and, you know, gay jokes and all that sort of stuff, which is like, you know, when you watch these movies, I think it's good to acknowledge that, hey, these things like in particular have not aged well, yeah. but we're just not going to make our conversation about these parts because then we're just going to talk about nothing for, or not nothing, then we're going to just, then we're just going to talk about the, the same, same thing, thing over and over, over and about and over how like, again. oh, this is inappropriate. Like you can't do this. So, you know, uh, yeah. so I think it's good like to bring it up. Like, yeah, obviously. And it's good to know, like, yeah, the shit was hilarious in 2012. Yeah. And I still laughed at a lot of the jokes in here. Like, I'm not going to. Like, I thought there was some like pretty like funny like gags that happened throughout <laughs> where it's like, you know, they could never put this in a movie today, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in this fashion. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's good you brought that up because I think it is important, especially like in, with comedies in particular. Yeah. You have to just be like, okay, there are X, Y, Z things yeah. that, you know, it sucks. It's there, but to There's have a things, proper though, discussion, you have like, to, you know. Of course. And like with this one specifically though, cause like even things like super bad, it's like, I still can get kind of attached to the story Mm-hmm. Whereas <laughs> this was literally, and I know we just said we're like not going to talk about like this one thing, but like this like was literally just hanging on like the of that time, just like the celebrated aggression of like right. male nature where right. they're like, this is funny to be like so predatory and like so intense right. all the time. Um, like the naked chicks only in the pool thing. I was like, oh my God, that's yeah, just yes. shit like psychotic. That. But then yeah, even yeah. like the stuff that was like totally random that like wasn't necessarily like particular, like offensive or anything like that. I was just like, this isn't funny. Like the guy at the, when they were like buying drugs, like I remember <laughs> thinking that was so cool when like the way they like shoot it and then he just like comes out of nowhere and like, Ooh, you yeah, know, yeah. And then watching that, I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> I- <laughs> uh, before we dig into the other stuff, uh, Catcher, what were your, um, your broad so, thoughts? So I think, I think I maybe also watched it in theaters when it came out. And mm-hmm. I remember being fine with it. But I, I watched it like a, maybe like last year. And I think the thing that like kind of blew me away at that time was just like, Sort of, Ian, like you said, like the structure of it and like the security guard characters, like there's things about the movie, (laughs) the stuff of the movie that is, is great, but it's like, but at the same time, boom, I agree with you and watching it now last night, which isn't that far removed. It's a year removed. (laughs) It's not at all. But like now that I've sort of gotten through the part of the movie that is interesting, like yeah. found that glimmer of hope in it, then you're sort of, once you've seen that, the second mm-hmm. time you're watching it, you're looking for the yeah. other stuff. And it's the other stuff, the underpinnings of it that don't hold up. Like, aside from all of the, like, the homophobic bullshit and the mo- like machis- mo- chi- machismo sort mm-hmm. of stuff, Alexis, Alexis or Alexa, the girl that he likes, uh, like the hot girl at school. Yeah, yeah. Her character is like, what are you even talking about? Like, it's like she's only interested in him because of the party. The party. <laughs> and it's hey. like, so she has no autonomy otherwise. It's like she can only be attracted to whoever is the coolest person in the room at that one time. And it's like, right. <laughs> that's gr-. And then they just use her as this throwaway character in the yeah. end, just like to yeah. get him to, you know, like that stuff is like really gross. Um at this, but again, like I, I think what's interesting about the movie is the energy. Um, mm. It does the the part. Like I did notice this time, the party sort of ramps up. It goes from sort of nothing happening to the party's kicked off. Yeah, mm-hmm. it isn't like a smooth, smoother transition. But like when the party starts moving, it's great, and the momentum it has is amazing. And they use the like the yeah. needle drops so well to really like propel things to the next level. Like think new things are happening every two seconds. Like mm-hmm. it's just, and and you feel that shift of like things are slowly getting out of control, and mm-hmm. it's this lack of control that like in the end I don't think this film ever. Um, I don't. The film isn't really about all that stuff, all the gross stuff, and I think a lot of the characters who are responsible for being the most gross, in the end, come off looking the worst. 
Mm. Like, I don't mm. think the film ends up condoning any of that behavior. Most of the time, Costa looks like a fool. He's mm-hmm. getting, he gets the best of in all, many situations. Even Thomas has a few, like, one-liners at him early on in the movie, like, about his car and stuff, right, where it's right. like, oh, you, you know, oh, this, oh, screw this car, man. Chicks aren't going to dig this car. He's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We'll, t- we'll take yours. And he's like, oh, yeah, you don't have one. You know, it's like, he's, he always looks like a fool. Now, that being said, it definitely glorifies stuff. I'm not going to sure. say this movie is like, you know, like it is mm. safe in that regard. But I think there is like some interesting stuff that happens throughout the movie and like just the the execution in it. The dialogue yeah. and stuff is, is bad, but I think it, it, some of it is interesting. I, I, I think my main bother with the movie isn't so much the, isn't like really the content. I mean, it is the content, but like it's like kind of too close to super bad. Like mm. it seemed like Todd Phillips was like, hey, Seth Rogen and crew made a shit ton of money off of Superbad, which is only like three years before this came out, something like that. Maybe even less, two years. And like he wanted to do his like version of it. And like, I mean, the three friends like JB, Thomas and Casa are basically McLovin. um, Mm. And then... Yeah, visually speaking, yeah. Visually, like even even what's his name is wearing like a sweater vest, right? Like the whole time. Um, Even like how like uh, Costa is basically like... um, Jonah Hill's character, right? They're kind of like the fast talking smart ass who probably, you know, they they think a little too highly of themselves. And uh <clears throat> Thomas right. is basically Michael Sarah, even like with the girl storyline, right? He hooks up mm-hmm. with a different girl who who like, even though he's like the other girl was right there or whatever. Uh and then JB is like McLovin, right? Like down to its core. I mean, they go to the weird drug dealer. Like, there's too much of it to me that I was like, That's this is just like Super yeah, bad. and the yeah, difference totally. is like Catcher said, where like Project X definitely has the energy, but there's like no heart to it mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Like yeah. Superbad has heart, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of anchors the film, and even like with everything going on and like the silly humor, um, I th- I think it kind of creates a little bit more of a timeless effect right whereas like project x is just such a fast movie that like like had it's like blip in time which is which is interesting because it was like super influential for like 10 seconds and then (laughs) now like even when like catcher picked this movie everybody's like what like i haven't even (laughs) thought about that movie in like 10 years right it's true project x made a hundred million dollars like it it was not nothing that that's a shit ton of money especially back then and a 12 million dollar budget yeah like that's that's a ton of money like movies now would love to make a hundred million dollars um and then what what you're saying about the heart and dune <laughs> I got him. I'm uh, I, I'm not just trying to make this all about super bad, but it just I just really kept thinking about no, it when no, I was watching and this. And like, honestly, I did too. And like, just before your point, it was just like that, and that's what sort of like I think upset me the most on my watching last time, which was. <laughs> Yeah, there isn't like in my mind. I thought that there'd be more to talk about, like in regards to like the like of the movie, you know, like yeah. and and really, it's very surface level everything that happens in this sure. movie. And I think Superbad, in the context of like talking about Days of Confused, I think truly that's what sort of separates Days of Confused from other like teen movies. And Superbad mm-hmm. is in that ilk, which is like they have heart. But yes, continue. Go ahead. Because like Superbad, at the end of the day, it's like a it's a high school boy like comedy. But it's really about like the ending of friendships. Like the whole reason they go on that party and like they mm. need to ha- they need to go to this party is because Michael Sarah gets into uh, a nice Ivy League school and Jonah Hill uh, exactly. stays stays home. So the whole 
crux of the movie is about one friend who is not ready to let go and another friend who like feels like he needs to move on to like the next mm-hmm. part of his life. And then the hijinks happen around that. Of course. Yeah. Where this, like the the movie is like kind of it is about a birthday party, but like there's no real resolve. Like there's no real resolve or consequences for any of the characters, which I thought was like kind of weird yeah. because like the dad who again kicks a dog earlier in the movie and is clearly like an <laughs> asshole. Like af- like after the interaction with the dad and Thomas, I'm like, maybe this house like has what's coming to him because this guy seems like a dick. Yeah. Uh, he comes back and he's kind of like, oh, I didn't know you had it in you. And like, they completely I destroy hated that house. That so like, much. They, they ruin his car and like nothing happens there. Yeah. He, he, and then they go to school and everyone's like clapping for them. Like, they briefly say, like, I'm gonna have to go to court or whatever. But like, you know, I think if something happened at the end where like no one wants to talk to them because like, oh, cool party, like that's it, like that's the end, then maybe like there's kind of something there. I don't know. There is just something missing where I think there should have been some any sort of consequence. For what happens in in, in that, in, I in think the party. it's because it's not like you said. The, those that like Superbad is about, um, like the friendship in this thing where the movie is re- the 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 movie at the end of the day, Project X at the end of the day is about the party. It's right. not about any of right, that other right, stuff. Right. Like, and that makes it void of like a dramatic, like anything part of storytelling that is like effective and like you know powerful. Mm. But it's like. It is an experience, you know, like that's what it's yeah. about. It's like as, as getting as close to that experience as possible. Um, and, it's, and then it just dates itself bad. Yeah. So it's it's a time portal to a really crazy party in 2012. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really a lot like what uh, Days and Confused is about. Yeah. It's a time portal I, to a time from before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, there are like a lot of similarities, like obviously it takes place in one day. It is like about high school kids and sort of like the different groups of people. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it was like a completely absurd pick catcher for the for the record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, neither did I. No, no, no. Uh, there, there were like some some of the things I liked about the movie um, is that the party really, like I said this before, the party like goes there. <clears throat> the climax of the movie, they really like. You know the uh, you know T Rick shows up with a flamethrower. T Rick like, helicopters are flying over. A car ends up in the pool. Like like within uh, kind of catch what you're saying. Like within a span of like ten or fifteen minutes, the, it goes completely like yeah. off off the rails. Which I thought with that that was cool. I was like, all right, just like that whole part where they're like they're on the roof, and he's <laughs> yeah. just like he's sort of like he gets to this like emotional point, which is like rough to say about this movie, but like at this emotional point where he's like. <laughs> He's gone past being stressed about it and he just had like he realizes it's like bigger than him now, you know, like it's it's like whatever. And um, and he looks over and it's like it's like thousands of people and there's shit (laughs) on fire and the cars in the thing. And he's just like, yeah, like we did it. Like we we threw the biggest party ever and he flips the bird to the helicopter. That's like the news helicopter above (laughs) him. And I'm just like, yeah, like, okay, like (laughs) we're here now. Like what, what more is there to do? Like we, you can't, there's nothing you can do now and just enjoy what's, what's left of it. And I just, that I think that's such a a great vibe. That is, I, I, I do agree with that. Um, boom, anything you can take from this movie that, you particularly enjoyed? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> was there, like, any, any like, funny things in the party that you liked? Like, a, like when they put the 
dog in balloons and they, or you know like just weird shit like that, that no happened. i hated when they put the dog in balloons <laughs> i was like this is so not fu-. like that poor fucking dog and then i was just thinking about like how they did that effect like irl i was like i hope they probably did it yeah. oh. to some extent yeah i know i, I know i was thinking too. that too i was like oh that's probably not good yeah <laughs> I feel like such a grandma. Like you've ruined me. The mu- I know I already kind of said this, but the music for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that I mean, was. I mean, the soundtrack. I'm, I, I have it pulled up. Uh, they had Tipsy was involved. You know, mm-hmm. Jaquan had blow up J Cole, which this that's like early J Cole, right? Two thousand twelve. Yeah. Uh, Far East movements in there. Kid Cudi, that pursuit of happiness. The, so the Steve Aoki drop. That that's remix. On. Banger. The Heads Will Roll remix. Heads like, yeah. Will Roll remix. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I mean, they had Dr. Yeah. Dre and Snoop. They had the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs with the A-track. I mean, they it was a banger of a, of a soundtrack for sure. Absolutely. Like, it must have been fun to see it in theater, especially like when like it's clearly geared towards you, like college, yeah. high school kids. Like this is yeah. for you to watch. Like I'm sure that was super fun. Um, when Miles Teller smashes the gnome and it's just like the ecstasy full, flies out full of ecstasy and you're like <laughs> it's just it's the whole setup with the drug like with T-Rick at the beginning and you're like he's so mad and you don't know why and then yeah. it shatters open during this like amazing musical moment where the party is like it's like it's just about to peak and it's like we're about to go for like 12 more hours baby and it's like oh my god like I didn't think it could get worse it's gonna get crazier from here it's such a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. I'm convincing my, myself I love it again, I think. Yeah. My main too. issue, like, I, I think with like the drugs and like the amount of drinking, I like as the night was going on and Thomas was like dealing with more like talking to his parents and the neighbors and uh, the cops at some point, I'm like, the amount of alcohol this kid has consumed, there is zero chance. And like, clearly he doesn't drink, right? Like I'm, I, I, at least my impression that he doesn't drink or has not drank. Yeah. Definitely not to that level. Uh, there's zero chance he would have been able to compose himself for any, any of, of those, scenes. those yeah. high stress situations. The scene with oh the cops, God. when the cops come. Yeah. And they manage oh, yeah. to make the whole party quiet. And yeah. They, oh, so good. And that, then even yeah, like, that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Because kids do that in high school. Like, if you had a high school party and, like, you saw, like, flashlights in the window, like, everyone, like, ducked down. Like, yeah. oh, be quiet, be quiet. But, like, uh, the thing with the cops that bothered me is, like, when the news cameras show up and there's, like, fireworks going off or whatever, one of the cops goes, oh, we're just going to have to let this, like, peter right. out. Right, yes, yeah. <laughs> like, we can't move in because we just have to, like, wait for it to calm down. Like, what? In what world does that happen? Exactly. It's like the party is, that's how epic the party is. It's like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's defeated the, this party defeated the police. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which. Oh, wow. How a cab. Actually, I love see? this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, see. Yeah. This is the ultimate a cab movie. <laughs> um, let me Leave it here. to a couple of white kids who just want to fucking party. Right. Yeah. Ian, you shared that video. Yes, the that, Australian. The Australian kid. So did you, was this before Project X or So after? that was, so for context, and I'll put it on social, or I'll have someone else put it on social. Boom. Uh, there's, this, there's this video that exists. Uh, if you just search on YouTube, like Australian best party ever, basically this kid, I think it was like 2006, 2005, mm-hmm. so before Project X, he like had what seemed to be like a project as X house party where like police and helicopters had to come and 
whatever the like good morning america good morning australia whatever version over there they interviewed this kid <laughs> asking him to try and be like apologize and it's like a five minute interview and this kid is just like an australian surfer bro with his shirt unbuttoned open uh just and the hosts are trying to be like do you feel any regret and the guy's like no mate it was a rage like for the whole time uh and i immediately thought of that kid when when this movie came out oh my god Corey, thanks for joining us. The only question that I can think to ask is, what were you thinking? Um, I wasn't really. Did your parents say you could have a party? Um, no. So they didn't. why did you? Um, I don't know, it was just a get together with a couple mates at first and then we thought we might as well just have a bit of a party and then it sort of just got out of hand and yeah. Well, 500 people turned up the air wing of the police force, the dog squad, your neighbor's cars were being destroyed. What have your uh, parents had to say, Corey? Um, I haven't really talked to them because every time they call, I don't answer. Because, yeah, they probably try to kill me. So that's a short-term strategy. You're going to have to talk to them eventually. What are you going to say? Um, sorry. Are you sorry? Uh, yeah, yeah. I am. You don't sound very sorry. But I can't be exactly blamed for everything that happened because it wasn't in the house, it was out in the street and I didn't do it. Like, the police said, you stay inside so you don't get in trouble, so I did what he said, so. Did you did you watch, like, the scenes at the end where it's, like, of this, of this Costa movie? basically yeah. Yeah, yeah, does right. that scene, like, at the end? It's oh, just, like... Oh, right, 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 like, I forgot about it. It looks like a shitty sort of rip-off of that same situation where he's like being interviewed oh and he God. just like doesn't care i mean yeah they even talk about like like jimmy camel uh jimmy kimmel shows up talking right? yeah, about at the, the party yeah. yeah okay but you guys like so we're like talking about a bunch of like australians bunch of white kids like throwing a party my favorite youtube video ever is a video called marvin crashes the party my old roommate introduced it to me and it's like shot on a camcorder in jamaica and like the early 2000s <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a fucking dance and this this guy like crawls <laughs> <laughs> he like crawls into the roof uh, or like into the ceiling and there's like a girl on the floor because that's what you do like you jump down and like start grinding or whatever everybody saw that like um pond de floor major mm, yeah, laser yeah. video it's like that, but IRL, and he like <laughs> fucking falls through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And all the Jamaicans are pissed because like this the is party's real over. This is... oh, oh, yeah, it's real. Oh and he's God, like, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. I'll come back tomorrow with a check. It's the best. I'll put I'll put that on our uh, on oh, our please. Instagram as well. well Marvin we'll crashes the those. party. <laughs> I've never heard of that video, but I need it. That's amazing. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, the security else? guards. The security, security guards. guards talk yes, about it. yes or no? I thought it was funny. No. I think they're hilarious, man. When I he goes AWOL and like goes into the dude's <laughs> into the house, house across the street, <laughs> yeah. it's so, so good. Man. I thought that was so stupid and good, yeah. Yeah. And just like, uh, A, just him having a taser, I thought it was completely so, insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I laughed when he was in the house. I'm like, are you in the yeah. house? Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, that's that's pretty good. I, and laughed I just love how serious they are about the it. Like, yeah. You laughed what? what? When he tased the guy. Yeah, right. I laughed for sure. I was like, that's great. That's good. And <laughs> when he's like, I don't know, I only saw him punch the kid. I was like, oh my God, that's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's so dumb. I think Costa uh, takes him over and he's like, we got to deal with this man. He's like, but, 
and the the taser it's like cool but like you got to turn it down a little bit. That's <laughs> yeah. like you got to you got to turn down like 10 notches. That's like, <laughs> so great. Uh, um anything else just go to our categories? I think so. I mean, it, right. it is what it is. Yeah. Um I applaud you for your bravery in the selection catcher. Yeah, ah. you know. And again, I'm not mad I watched it. I mean It was Me It's either. good to watch one time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh because again, I I really do think like it, like what Boom said, it accomplished what it set out to do extremely well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So <laughs> that was Project X. Uh, let's go to our categories here. Thanks so, all for joining. Yeah. Thanks all for joining. So let's talk about uh, our Criterion moments. Um, for those who are listening for the first time, this is where we all pick a scene, sequence, or moment. I'm assuming Boom might not have one this time, the first, <laughs> in which we think why it would be in the Criterion collection. <laughs> Um, I can go first or catch it. Do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, I'll go yeah, first. Go uh, the scene when Miles Teller smashes the gnome is the highlight of this movie for me. Like it's at the, the yeah, it's at the climax of the movie. It's like the music is at its peak. I can't, I think it's gotta be the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. That, needle yeah, drop. Right. Which is just like the party jam. That's at the partiest of party jams. And it's just, it's, highlights if this movie does anything well it's like what you said with the dad earlier like it does a good job of setting up mm-hmm. like a bunch of dominoes at the beginning and this is mm-hmm. like one of the biggest like when they when they all the dominoes fall down and all of a sudden it's the mona lisa it's like that it's like oh yeah and this is that scene where it's like oh inside it was the ecstasy project x, x to the goddamn mona lisa <laughs> He did. If the wow. Mona Lisa is made of dominoes. Dominoes. Yes. Yes. Dominoes um, pizza. Oh, that would oh, be better. That'd actually. be better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like, and you know, it smashes open, and it's Miles Teller. It's like they invite, like that scene where he's even invited. They invite him, and it turns out he's already going. It's like, why is Miles Teller? But he's like the perfect caliber of actor in terms of like level to be like in a situation like this, and then he plays a, him, himself, but kind of grosser. It's great. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's my that's my thing. Also, also with with T. Rick, the final payoff is that he gets blown up for having like a flamethrower, which I thought was fucking absurd. Uh, <laughs> so great when he shows up, you're like, yeah. what? Like this movie, it's like how did it's like they just keep trying to find ways of topping each other, and it just gets more and more absurd. Uh, my moment is like I've said earlier is I think the intro scene when they're in the house just works well. Like I said, it just sets up the movie. It shows you everything, like just gives the viewer a mental checklist of all these things that are going to go wrong within the next hour and a half. Um, so that 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 was mine. Boom. Do you have any? Yeah, mine is when <laughs> <laughs> mine is after like they take the gnome ecstasy, and I can't even remember what happens, but they're gnome like walking ecstasy. into the room, and they're all just like fucked. And their mm-hmm. faces like are fucked, and, <laughs> and I felt that with my whole heart and soul. Like, and you know, if it was, like the way they cut that, they were like, it kind of, they like, you could tell they were like feeling cool and like feeling good, but like externally just looked a hot goddamn mess. And that is <laughs> that. That's the heart of the film, right there. That's right there. that. That's the that- real shit. <laughs> That's you hiding behind a bag of chips thinking yeah. it's a set of stairs. 
<laughs> nice. Uh, so all right. And then verse, rather than our satellite picks, let's talk about, do you think this was a good selection? And why do you think so? Or if not, why not? Um, reverse order, boom. Um, I actually think I absolutely is a good pick. I mean, the difference, so Dazed and Confused is just such a like timeless, classic time capsule film um, that captures like the 70s, sure, but also captures like a specific time of like the early 90s and like filmmaking as well, which Mm. is like pretty cool, like a pretty cool like double down. This film, even though like we have our things about it, is so specific to like this period of time that just came and went so quickly to be honest because it did like there was the 90s and then there was like the early there was like the early 2000s where things were super weird and like now we're past it and we're just looking back and we're like yeah that happened but like this is such a good representation of like what that time was um which I think both those films do well and also just you know, kids just being aimless and just trying to have fun, you know, is the kind of yeah. at the core of both of these things. I think it was a perfect pick for it uh, for the reasons Boom said. But also, like, let's say Days and Confused came out in 1976 or 77, whenever it was. At the time, I imagine if, like, a whole bunch of parents would have been like, there is no way kids do this. Like that was probably the most wild thing. That would have been like a, a wild sequence of events to see happen at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously not to this level, but you I mean imagine parents watching that and being like, "Wait, my kid like drives around town and breaks things with mailboxes and all that sort of stuff." So maybe that was a stretch, mm-hmm. but I think there there could be some relation there. Um, but yeah, I mean overall, uh, you know, twenty four hour type movie, mm-hmm. lots of things there that I think was a, a good pick to uh, discuss. And how important it. things feel when you're at that right. age yes. as well, yeah. I think is like a takeaway yes. from both of those films. Catcher. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you both sort of like n- nailed it, but I would just like back to what I said earlier, just Dazed and Confused sort of shines like a, a light. Uh, well, like it's a sort of a time capsule in terms of sending you back to a, a specific period in a specific time. Um, and, I, and I think this kind of, in a way, transports you to that party. It, mm-hmm. Like Boom said, like you feel like you're there. You feel like you're experiencing the like this night like the characters do. Um, it, I don't think it has some of the heart that uh, Daisy Confused has, though I would argue maybe some of that heart is more like nostalgia for something i don't know whatever or like people may not have nostalgia necessary for this time but yeah i just in that way in a transportive way i think they mm. they share a connective tissue nice yeah thank you catcher for your bravery uh Listen, <laughs> like you it. know yeah, yeah it's good i think it's I, i'm glad we i'm glad we talked about it. i'm glad that you guys like well yeah. i'm glad that ian found redeeming qualities and i'm glad that <laughs> boom once had a really positive experience a long time ago <laughs> watching this movie <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so typically right now we go to our emails but shockingly no one sent in an email about Project X uh, none, of our, none of our listeners is party what the fuck yeah. 
So um, Kev, 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 Kevin Discord was, I think it was Kev was talking about how like there's supposed to be like a reappraisal of this movie. So yeah. Kev, I really would have appreciated some of that reappraisal. Back me up. But that's okay. I understand. Um, let's see. But if you want to send us an email, like Boom said about your favorite high school party moments, shoot us an email at cinenotspod at gmail.com uh, or about our next movie, which we'll be discussing, uh, which is almost famous. But we do mm-hmm. have some tea with Boom. So, Boom. We do. Okay, so um, as I've expressed throughout this episode a few times, my favorite element of the film Project X is 100% the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of curious. I just wanted to know what people's favorite movie soundtracks were. Um, and we got a lot of cool answers. So... First of all, actually, what are your what are your what are your guys' favorite movie soundtracks? Like something that you've just like listened to like time and time again and you're like, this uh, is the perfect curated like list of songs that I always want to have in my ears. <laughs> I don't know uh, what words I'm trying to say right now. <laughs> Catcher, you can go first. Okay, so because Ian has a list of a hundred. He's going no, through. Yeah. No, well, I, I'll go for it. I'll explain mine later. Um, so until just right now, I realize it is actually the big chill. Mm. Um, but um, when I when you I saw you had posed the question, my first thought went to the Godzilla soundtrack. Oh, which one? Yeah. The with one that, from like the nineties. Daddy with the Puff Daddy. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I used to oh. uh, that album was legit like i had that on repeat for a while there are Mm -hmm. bangers on that that was the first time i think i'd ever heard rage against the machine Mm. um that was probably actually the maybe not the first time i'd ever heard of like led zeppelin Mm -hmm. but it was the first time i'd ever heard of cashmere and the but the idea of sampling right right like it was like oh yeah you could pull like that was crazy to me um and garden state Mm-hmm. at the time of its release was like mm-hmm. every nerdy white kids like orgasm for music it was just like it was just the best like the best songs like introduce <laughs> you to so many like interesting cliche yeah. indie bands it was mm-hmm. like it was going to change your life garden state in the oc basically like turned every kid the into OC. an emo kid mm. oh my gosh yeah uh, uh for me I'm trying to think. Like I, I, I don't listen to soundtracks ever. Um, so mm. I'm just like kind of going through movies with like good soundtracks. Uh Romeo plus Juliet is probably yes. up there for me. That is a really amazing soundtrack. Um yeah. Can't Hardly Wait is a good one. Also another good high school party movie. And like Royal Tenenbaums, I think, are my three. Just because Royal Tenenbaums has like one of my favorite needle drops of all time, which is where um the scene. Have you seen Royal Tenenbaums? Oh, neither of you have seen Royal Tenenbaums, have you? I, I have, I have. No. Okay. But it was like so long ago. Okay, so there, there's a scene where Gwyneth Paltrow gets off the bus and it goes into slow motion and they play um, Nico Nico cases or Nico's um, these days and it's like the most beautiful like fucking 30 seconds of my life. Mm. Uh, also, Back to the Future, just because the power of love is such a fucking banger. And Huey Lewis and the News are incredibly underrated in like the 80s music canon. But Power Love is such a fucking good song. Anyway, so that, those would be my three. Nice. That's just going through there. 
I um I agree. Like Romeo and Juliet, a hundred percent is my top. And then also the Magic Mike XXL soundtrack oh, yeah. is so Both friggin' of them are good. good. Yeah. It's basically just like a here you go, here's like a sex playlist, but like you can walk around with it too. It's <laughs> <laughs> you can just walk around and vibe with it. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes I'm just at the grocery store, I listen to the Magic Mike XXL soundtrack. That's what's mm. If you ever see Good. Boom walking around the grocery store with a big smile on her face or walking around <laughs> town, you know you know exactly what's happening now. I mean, Magic Mike 1 has, I mean, brought back Ginny Wine into like the fucking masses. Yeah. With, with so Tony, true, so. yeah. That is, I love when genuine genuine comes on in the club, like Pony comes on in the club, because like none of the white people know how to dance to that song. Like, but everybody <laughs> is so hyped for it. They're like, Pony, yeah. And then you watch, and it's just a bunch of people just kind of like throwing their bodies around. It's great. It is a challenging beats per minute. Or, yeah, uh, it's a you. slow you gotta know jam. What you're doing people do don't yeah. know it's a slow jam. Anyways, but yeah, um, so. I asked people, uh, our listeners, what their favorite soundtracks are. We got some really good ones. Uh, that thing you do. Okay, oh, I yeah. saw that, and yeah, yes. great, great, yeah. so good, I've so many good original s- songs. In this yeah, song. I've never yeah. seen that movie. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Empire Records, mm-hmm. Purple Rain, mm-hmm. Booksmart, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Town. Mm. Or any Cameron Crowe movie that was Jordan, who was a recent guest. Garden State, Judgment Night, Train Spotting, um, and Twilight, Fast and the Furious 7. Thank you, everyone. If you want to get in the TV boom at Synodots on uh, Instagram, let us know about your parties. Let us know about your parties, too. Uh, So, before we wrap, next week. We're going to explore Boom's pick. Speaking of Cameron Crowe, of Cameron Crowe's almost famous, yeah. uh, starring Billy Crudup, Francis McDormand, Kate Hudson. Um, you have not seen it, Boom, correct? No, I've never seen it. Nice. Uh, I'm excited. Catcher, have you? Yeah, uh, like I watched this. Oh yeah, so all the time in college. Yeah. Nice. So I'm excited to. I haven't visited this since college, probably, but yeah. yeah. It's, very excited to see to discuss this. Um, not a high school. Well, I guess no. It is a high school movie. It is, um, but mm-hmm. it's also like a great period piece, which I think inspired it from Tasting Views as well. So, Sweet. I'm very excited to talk to you all next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About Almost Famous uh, and Catcher will discuss uh, the harder they fall as well. Oh hell yeah! Yes. But in the meantime, thanks everyone for hanging out and listening, and we'll see you all next week. See you next week. Bye.